1: Hey everybody, welcome to Signals from the Frontline, your every Wednesday live cast here on Twitch. Hello, all of you in Twitch. Hello. Welcome to episode 609 of the Raw Dog and Reeseus's Happy Fun Time, also called Signals from the Frontline. That was good. I, I worked that was, on that one. That was
0: good. We'll edit
1: it. I worked on that one. Post. Add <laughs> a yeah. laugh track. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it sounds like our jokes don't suck and fall Can flat. Can we
0: add a dub? Where like we just go in later and have like a different voiceover, but our mouth, our lips are still moving,
1: like a yeah. like an old uh, uh, Japanese action movie. That would be really good. That would be really funny.
0: I like. Actually, it. Mariana, that'd be pretty good. Let's do it.
1: Uh, sometimes we talk about games in addition to Asian cinema, mm-hmm. and we always tell bad jokes. Thank you for joining us today. We have a lot of information. We're gonna be talking a lot about tournaments mm-hmm. this episode. So I hope you are excited about that because we have a lot of news. Uh, that we need to cover with a lot of exciting stuff going on.
0: There's like one guy who's like every day is like, God, I hope they talk about tournaments. He's like, yeah, today's his day. This yeah. is
1: it. Out of the 52 shows we do a year, this was the one. Mm-hmm. God, we used to do three podcasts a week. That was way too many. Way too many.
0: Bad. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. That was rough. I mean, we do, we do have the highest rated podcast in the world. Uh, according to me. According to Pablo.
1: Yeah, <laughs> chapter tactics is blown up. Is. They are getting a lot of downloads. Uh, it's a good show. Like mm-hmm. they're always working on some of the technical aspects of recording over Skype. It's always a challenge, mm-hmm. but
0: what they, <clears> I don't even know what they talk about to be
1: honest. They talk about the nitty gritty of playing the game. Uh, you know what lists are hot and all that stuff. And a lot of people out there are looking for that info. So check it out if you uh, don't like listening to Jason and I. Uh, just tell bad jokes. Talk
0: about. Yeah, irrelevant stuff to 40K.
1: Or you might miss that glorious mustache. The
0: mustache is back. I'm surprised you didn't mention it. It wasn't here last show.
1: You, you, you grow your facial hair I up, play with
0: my facial hair all the time because it grows so fast.
1: <laughs> so at any rate, let's jo- go ahead and jump in and talk about the news. Uh, this week's pre-order from Games Workshop is Beasts of Chaos, a.k.a. Beastmen. Mm-hmm. Really, really cool book. We will, be going, uh, we will be doing an in-depth review later today, uh, and then that will go up on YouTube as well. Myself and Scott Reed, uh, who is our head T.O. for all the things we do with Age of Sigmar. And both he and I are pretty excited about this book. Um, I'm very strongly contemplating actually making The Army because I love the models so much. I've always been into it. And the new book did everything I wanted it to do. It gives you... All of the various beastmen sub factions back into one. Thankfully, yeah, thankfully, GW did that. I hope that's a trend that continues because all these little mini factions in Age of Sigmar is just annoying. It's got to happen for like Skaven, for, for humans, or dark armies, elves, elves and elves. stuff. Yeah. It's just annoying to have all these little sub factions that are their own army, mm-hmm. and that because of the way allies work mm-hmm. in the game, they just don't get played at all because you can't take them half the time. Mm-hmm. So, kudos there. I hope that's something that continues. And uh, again, we'll be doing a very in-depth review later today. And that will, of course, go up on iTunes um, and uh, uh, YouTube as well. So we'll, we'll dig more into it there. But the Cliff Notes version, really excited about it. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be a great addition to the Age of Sigmar game. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to convince myself, I don't know, I'm still on the fence because it's a big commitment, it's a big army, but I really want to do it. <laughs> I just don't know if yeah. I have time. Uh, but that's I think it would be fun. It the would be fun. time. Because Jason's got a Death Army that's been sitting on his desk for a year. <laughs> At least a year. They're built and primed, but we were talking, it was like maybe it would be fun if we committed to doing like, you know, a tale of two gamers in this instance, mm-hmm. and maybe do like a unit every two weeks, something that's reasonable and, mm-hmm. and, and actually doable, yeah. and seeing if anybody else in the office wanted to, to jump in, because we haven't really had a chance to play much of Age of Sigmar 2nd Edition, but I've heard nothing but good things. Especially after they fixed a lot of the issues that were prevalent in the game right when it came out, mm-hmm. so I would like to jump back in because I really do mm-hmm. enjoy the game very much. It's just been so overwhelmed lately, um, but it would be fun. It'd be fun to put a beastman army together.
0: Yeah, I kind of long for the days of, uh, of frontline gaming when it was just a couple guys, a handheld camcorder, a, a store, Martinez. Just really, really, and that was it. <laughs>
1: ridiculous videos of the old, yeah. the old days. It was fun. I mean, that's what got us going. That's why a lot of people know who we are now is because we did back then, uh, you know, video battle reports on YouTube were pretty rare. Mm -hmm. There was only a couple of companies doing it and there was nobody that was doing competitive video battle reports. And that's where we kind of got Mm -hmm. our foot in the door, so to speak. So, um, it would be cool to get back to that, but it's just, we just literally have not had time Mm -hmm. because our video battle reports got to the point where it took like 12 to 16 hours of labor to produce one it just yeah. got to be really really time intensive mm-hmm. but um, and
0: there's a lot of great companies now and groups that are doing it primarily they do a great job and that's and all they focus they do. on it right? yeah and so you know you guys got enough people.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, we'd, we'd like to throw a yeah. hat back in the ring, but right now we just... Oh, there's some really good good
0: groups out there. like uh, what is Tabletop it, Knights, Tactics. Tabletop Tactics. Uh, Adam started table. doing yeah. Battle Reports. nice of the Game Table. Mini Wargaming, of course, is the industry yeah. standard.
1: Um, Striking Scorpion. There's a ton. He does some really good narrative ones. There's yeah. some really good quality out there. And, uh, you know, we'll see if... We, because we had so many people asking if we're ever going to do it again. Hopefully we can get back into it. It's just time is the issue right now like Mm -hmm. some of our staff members are putting in like 80 hour weeks right now it's pretty rough but um that's okay Mm -hmm. we still we still do play when we can yeah but all of that preamble aside would love to jump back into age of sigmar and uh play so maybe we can convince ourselves to do it yeah because that would be fun it would be fun to like have a reasonable goal just get a little bit Does everybody have to
0: paint their own army so we actually have to show that
1: I mean, I think, honestly, it would probably be only me and you at first.
0: Well, we should get... It'd be fun to get Frankie on it, to, like, have him show his painting skills. He's not a good painter. (laughs) He's not bad. He can paint Nurgle.
1: He can paint Nurgle stuff really well. Pablo. Pablo's okay. Yeah. Pablo's not... He's not a terrible painter. He's just... He's not... He's That's not his passion. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, you and I actually like to paint. Like, we're some of the few people here. Yeah. Well, yeah besides obviously the painters. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, on to the next piece of news, <clears throat> exciting for us. We have a brand yeah. new, and I have to say absolutely gorgeous, yeah. new FLG mat, it's Jungle. Mm-hmm. We had a ton of people asking for this. And again, if you have an idea for a mat that you would like to see, we do have a, a questionnaire you can fill out on the FLG mats page over at frontlinegaming.org. You can jump in there and let us know what you'd like to see. Jungle is one of the most requested mats that we got. So we're happy to deliver, and the pictures honestly don't do this mat justice. This mat is so vibrant. When we printed it the first time, we were like, "Wow!" It really jumps off of the mat at you, and it really mm-hmm. evokes a jungle setting. If you have right. got some really cool trees to put on this, some like jungley trees, yeah, uh, maybe something you could find at a um, uh, like a, an aquarium store, or you yeah, can make he, your that's, own.
0: that's the place to find. Um, like, if you wanted to get cool, like, Mayan structures and all this kind of stuff, uh, pet stores. Yeah. Pet stores that sell aquarium stuff. It's perfectly scaled for miniature games. Yep. It already usually comes weathered. It looks amazing. They come it on there. fully
1: painted, too. I yeah. Love. Now, they it's are... super cheap. you they, no, those ones, the ones you're talking about, are not cheap. They're reasonable, like...
0: Well, I mean, in comparison to, like, trying to, to find and build your own. Yeah, I mean... It's pre-built, pre-painted...
1: And if you if, if you put a little bit of extra work on it, like a perfect example is is the amazing table Tyson Coach made for the LVO War Machine, the jungle table. Mm-hmm. Some of those like Mayan, kind of like in, like um, uh, like Thai mm-hmm. or you know Southeast Asian looking um, mm-hmm. statues he got from the um, from an aquarium <clears throat> store, and then he did a little bit of extra work to it, mm-hmm. like he put some moss on them and stuff like that. And if you were to throw these here. Maybe make some trees and some hills and stuff. It would be a stunning table. Uh, Really, really gorgeous. So check it out if you're interested. It is available at 20% off during the release week, which is between now and not this coming Tuesday, but the following Tuesday. I can't remember the date off the top of my head. But uh, check that out. You can grab it. We do offer free shipping within the continental United States for orders $99 and up. So maybe you wanted to grab a mat. The Beast of Chaos, uh, Age of Sigmar book, hit that threshold for the free shipping, Mm -hmm. and you can do so. And of course, the mat is available in all the sizes we currently make, which is three by three, four by four, six by three, six by four. And we will be offering mats that would be an appropriate size for a game like Kill Team. Mm -hmm. Those will probably be uh, available to order in the next couple months. Yeah. Uh, So we, because whenever you make a new size mat, it's it's a bit of a process. You have to make machinery that cuts them out in the right size and all that stuff, so. It takes a while for us to get that done.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll have them up for sale when we are ready to proceed with that.
1: Yep, but we will be offering all of our designs for that size, so there'll be 100, or no, more than that. Wowzers. Well over 100, so.
0: Well over 10,000.
1: Maybe not that many.
0: Can you imagine that website?
1: I don't want to. <sighs> At the rate we're going, you know, within a couple of years, there are gonna be several hundred designs. Mm-hmm. So that's exciting because we can cover pretty much every conceivable gaming environment you want to play a miniatures game on. And we've got all kinds of plans for the future, too, for RPGs and fun stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So check it out if you are interested in picking up a new gaming map. So in other news, there's a new mobile game coming out this time for Age of Sigmar, which is pretty cool. It's called The Realm Wars. Looks very interesting. Um, Like the way it's been presented is that you pick a team from one of the four major factions – you handpick like your team of guys, and then it's sort of like a hack and slash. Um, I am not a fan of mobile games. I just they're just too simple for me. But I know there are a lot of people love them, mm-hmm. and it does seem like it'd be kind of fun. Like if you're at the DMV mm-hmm. or you know, if you take maybe you take the subway or the, the bus to work or something like that, this is something that would kill the time pretty well. And it the graphics look beautiful, um, and it's cool. It's like in the Age of Sigmar world, which there's you know barely any. Video game content for a Sigmar. So, if you are interested, give it a look. Yeah. What do you think? I'm not into
0: mobile games myself. Yeah, me neither. Um, I know a lot of people who are, including uh, I know uh, Frankie loves these kinds he of things. He um, Mariana likes them a lot. Pablo plays a lot of these um, types of mobile card games, and this looks like more of a the normal side scroll kind of deal. Um, yeah,
1: it's the same company that made Freeblade, the night game, which was mm. gorgeous. It was a beautiful <clears throat> game, but my, I like uh, Frankie was playing it. And I'm like, you just like touch the screen, and that's about it. Right. I mean, what else can you do? There's no controller, but mm-hmm. that's just a little too simple for me. But it, who cares, right? Yeah. Like if it's if you're someone that this would appeal to you, the game looks awesome. Yeah, I
0: mean, it looks great. Yeah, and I'm sure a lot of people will like this. So
1: yeah, hopefully they make a bunch of money. Uh, the Horus Heresy grand finale finally coming after 12 wow. years and 54 books. That's quite the lead up. Yes. Really. Yes, this book will be called The Buried Dagger. It'll be written by James Swallow. And it takes us from the initial actions of the Siege of Terror right up to the final confrontation between Horus and the Emperor on the Vengeful Spirit. Nice. And we all know what goes on there. Mm-hmm. But um, they're promising all kinds of, you know, big uh, reveals, things that people have been waiting for for the entire series. Nice. They're going to take the story in directions that you didn't anticipate. So, Do you think Horus will live? <laughs> they're, they're all I'm hoping a big twist. Yeah, Horus doesn't die. <laughs> well, it's it's going to be really interesting to see how they wrap it up because obviously this has been a gargantuan mm-hmm. book series, probably the biggest ever. Uh, Fifty-four books is nuts. Yep. Uh, really, really interested to see how they wrap it all up. So, if you're a fan of the Horus Heresy, get excited because the moment we've all been waiting for is yeah. on the way. And then, of course, there's going to be more books coming, not in the Horus Heresy series, but there's all kinds of stuff to talk about in you know what happens. Uh, after that fateful moment, you know, the Ultramarines trying to hold everything together, all that stuff yeah. um, that occurs thereafter. So, still lots of story to tell in the 41st, or I guess in the 31st millennium, but uh, the Horus Heresy, it is coming to its big, big showdown.
0: I need to catch up. I was actually really dedicated to reading those for the yeah. longest time. I had I owned every single book. I just stopped at some point, so I'm going to have to go back and figure out where I was.
1: Some of them order were all those books. really bad. Like, especially in the beginning. Uh, some of them I read and I was like, this is just a bad book. And it's really... Because like, uh, I like to read a lot. So I have a huge library of books. Yeah. And it's like, I just don't have it in me to finish a book that's poorly written. Yeah. Even if I like the subject matter, it's just... Some were
0: a bit weird. A lot of them were like bolter porn type deal. Yeah. Where it was just written for like action, you know, which is okay.
1: But, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Uh, some people really enjoy that. And... A lot of people don't like to read, but they love 40K. So mm-hmm. if this gets them reading books, I think it's great.
0: Yeah.
1: But like, you know, we were both English majors. Not that that makes us extra special or anything. It's actually probably not the most intelligent choice of majors <laughs> that you could have.
0: No.
1: Uh, but college was cheap when I went to school. So that got me a degree. Um, was the, like, I like to read, you know, quote unquote, good books. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like to think that we, you both <clears throat> and I, have mm-hmm. a relatively sophisticated palette for reading. But... It just really makes it hard for me. When you, you really got into like Shakespeare and, and Hemingway and Faulkner, it makes it tough to read some of the books where you can tell the guy was just smashing it out. He probably had six months to write it mm-hmm. and was just getting it done. Um, but if that's not you, then I think that uh, yeah. there's a lot to love in these books. Obviously, most of them have been New York Times bestsellers. Yeah. So. There's some,
0: yeah but there's been some really good gems. I, I really like the ones where they focus on characters that we're familiar with and yeah. then they kind of like, like, like Harn. They do a ton, a couple books actually, where he's the the focus of the books, a couple short stories where he's the focus, and it really kind of shows the psyche of this guy, who you know just from going off the game, you know, is very one dimensional. Yeah. Uh, and they do that with all those characters that we're familiar with. That's why it's so great because most of those char- the chaos characters are still alive due to being in the warp and time is different. Um, so you kind of get like an insight on them before they really kind of went full batty you know, which is cool. I I really enjoyed those those aspects those Primarchs, the, where they focus on oh, yeah, the Primarchs. 100%. And you really kind of like got detailed information about them, their personalities, stuff like that.
1: That's by far the best part of these books. And, you know, I didn't mean to sound like a snob or anything. I hope it didn't come across that way. Like, just some of the books really aren't the, the, the most well-written. Right. But that's fine. That point's been made. The best part of them, 100%, <clears throat> definitely is the stories about like the Primarchs and then, you know, the lieutenants, the characters that are really cool like mm-hmm. Karn yeah. or uh, Sevatar, mm-hmm. And like... Uh, the part that i've enjoyed the most out of them is fleshing out the the legions and and the, and the chapters and the characters that were really just all you had was a name mm-hmm. right like before uh, all these books came out the night lords were like there was like nothing there besides they're scary and they have lightning on their armor and then after you know the night lords trilogy and some of the the, the horus heresy books now i in my opinion they're the coolest and most compelling chapter right mm-hmm. like I really, really think that they're awesome. One of like the White Scars, or the Raven Guard. Um, a lot of these chapters, that really didn't have a lot to them. Mm-hmm. And now they've got this really in-depth, cool, compelling uh, backstory, and a lot of the characters are freaking awesome. Uh, and a lot of them you didn't even know anything about. Like even Sigismund, <clears throat> who's like a pretty pivotal character in the backstory, like you didn't really know that much about him. Yeah. And then after reading these books, you're like, this guy's a boss.
0: Yeah.
1: And you got – really the, the best part is how they added depth to – uh, everything like you were saying Karn pre Horus Heresy novels was a very one-dimensional smash and kill mm-hmm. and then now he's like this got all this nuance to him yeah. really really added a lot of depth to his character which makes the, 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 the game so much cooler mm-hmm. or um, you know uh, Angron, who again was like the pivotal or like the you know the one-dimensional character mm-hmm. now he's got all this depth to him and he's a tragic figure he just got screwed over by everybody, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like so much better, yeah. And for that, the the Horus Heresy has been absolutely mm-hmm. tremendous. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, some of the Bulls of Porn is just a lot of fun to read, yeah, right. Especially when the Primarchs fight each other, that's always the best. So exciting stuff, right? Like you know, fifty four books in twelve years is a quite quite a long journey to go yeah. on, and it's going to be exciting to see it get wrapped up. So if you wanted to play in either the 40K or Age of Sigmar Championships at the Las Vegas Open 2019, please move quickly. We're down to the last tickets for each event. Again, if you uh, weren't with us last week uh, or two weeks ago, the 40K Champs, um, we did have an event that we were saving space for. It turns out it's not going to work out this year. We're going to really focus on it in 2020. So we freed up a significant amount of space. Uh, the 40K Champs, we were able to open up more tickets. Almost all of them sold immediately. We do have a couple left. If you want to jump in and grab them, this really is the last opportunity to do so because the uh, the venue is just getting full. Yeah. We're, we're physically running out of space. And uh, Age of Sigmar Champs uh, is, I think there's only like four or five tickets left. It's about to sell out. A bunch of people jumped in and bought tickets yesterday when the word got out that we were about to uh, hit the cap. So if you do want to play in the Age of Sigmar Championships and you've been waiting, please do not. Jump in there, grab those tickets. Uh, it is just about to sell out, mm-hmm. I would imagine, in the next couple of days. It's yeah. going to be full. Uh, and then again, if you haven't booked your hotel room, please do so uh, at Bally's and use our booking code. Or when you book, just let them know you're coming for the Las Vegas Open. Uh, we'd really appreciate it. Exciting stuff, man. Yep. So the 40K Champs is going to be at like 760
0: Right. It's going to be crazy.
1: That's absolutely insane.
0: Last year we were at what?
1: Five. No, we were over 500, weren't we? Mm-hmm. You know, I actually don't remember. I think yeah. we were like, <clears throat> I think when, with, with no shows, I think we sold like 600 tickets or something like that, at 550. Mm-hmm. And then we had like 500 that were actually there the day of. Wow. So it's massive growth. It's like, you know, 50% growth, 150%, or no, 50% growth, excuse me. So it's really exciting. Um, it's, you know, nuts. I mean, this is mm-hmm. going to be a, a seminal event. It's the biggest 40K event, period. Yeah. of all time by a huge margin. Yeah. So it's really exciting, and it's going to be a really cool way to end the, the ITC season. Um, you can get a ton of points. Yeah. <laughs> by just it's going to be quite spectacle.
0: Up. I don't even know how to – I mean, last year was pretty crazy. So, like, trying to imagine. That whole hall Yeah. is going to just be 40K.
1: The event center, uh, the hall where 40K Champs has been. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we've always had 40K Champs, the friendly – uh, mm-hmm. the, the Age of Sigmar there's always been other events in there mm-hmm. that entire hall is only going to be one 40k tournament and that's it like physically we can't <clears> fit <throat> any more people in there um, that's the the limit we're running into it's like it already is apparent that we could there's there more people that would come if they could mm-hmm. so pretty cool I mean it, it is going to be a spectacle to walk in there and just be like and as far as you can see right, one tournament Yeah, it's going to be pretty cool we
0: need to fill up both halls
1: um, I mean, eventually that may be the case. Like, we're already talking to the casino about, uh, you know, what do we do? What do we do in 2021, mm-hmm. right? Because we're at the rate we're growing, um, we, you know, we're going to spill out of the, all the room that they have available. Because mm-hmm. for 2020, we already got an extra 30,000 square feet, right? Right. It's a ton of space. <clears throat> so it's going to be interesting to see what the future holds. I mean, yeah. the, the, the 1,000 person 40K tournament, which we never even thought was remotely possible it looks like that could happen as soon as next year. Yeah. Assuming that we have the space. Pretty, I mean, I don't, pretty exciting.
0: I don't see any slowdown in the popularity of the game just because the, it's not, it's not going to get stagnant. Like previous editions have gotten stagnant where yeah. one or two builds start to dominate, but there's no actual changes made to the game for several years. So then you see the same builds People get tired of it. They leave the hobby. Get tired of playing it. Right. And yeah. that's, that happened to me personally um, in the past on other editions. And so, with Gaines Workshop being fluid with their uh, changes and keeping track of things that might need tweaking, it's never going to get stagnant. Like you might have periods of time where a couple months go by here and there where something is very good, but then you know that'll change. And I just I think it's it's fantastic because we're just not we're not going to see what we've seen in the past where just people get tired of the same thing over and over and over.
1: I think you make an excellent point, and. Looking at last year, which was the first full year of 8th edition, we saw a lot of changes. Like when the, the edition came out, we had a couple of lists that were dominating. You know, Bobby G and, and mm-hmm. uh, Storm Ravens was definitely too strong. Uh, flyer spam in general, basically. Mm-hmm. And that got toned down really quickly, mm-hmm. right? And then we had some other things rise up that were proving themselves to be too good. Mm-hmm. They got toned down. Uh, and then, you know, we just recently had the Nova Open and we saw the same list very dominant you know, the Knight castle and the Blood Angels and then mm-hmm. the Ash Militarum. And there's a couple key things that make that work. Everybody's identified them. You know, CP regeneration was out of control. Um, you know, the castlin was a little too strong with all the different things that you could do. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it's pretty obvious, like GW is keyed into this stuff. Yeah. And we all know there's an FAQ coming later this <clears> month. <throat> uh, GW's already talked about it. Um, and then we're going to expect some shakeups, right? Mm-hmm. So... I think it's great. Like you said, there, there's not going to be a stagnation where these things kind of rise to the top and then just stay there and they're just a little too good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's great for the game. And the 8th edition has just gone ham, right? Yeah. Like we're seeing events pop up all around the world. They're growing and growing and growing. Every month we're getting more GTs, more majors. Mm-hmm. So it's it's very exciting time to be a GW enthusiast, yeah. right? Like it's this is really a <clears throat> golden age of it. Speaking of which, if you want to go and have... More tournament fun. The SoCal Open is just five weeks away. Please make sure to grab a ticket. Uh, we do have record-breaking attendance for this event as well this year. For year two. Year two. Yeah, year two in the 40K Champs event for for the SoCal Open is already going to be one of the biggest out there. Uh, we are we cracked 200 uh, a week ago. And uh, even with you know people uh, having to get a refund and all that good stuff, um, we still are right above 200. So with a month to go, I anticipate we'll be between – here, obviously, in 256. And again, if you do need to get a refund on a SoCal Open ticket, the deadline to do so is coming up, I think, next week. In the next, like, eight days, I think, is the the last time to do that. So if you do need to do that, please uh, keep that in mind. However, after that point in time, you can always transfer your ticket to somebody else if you choose to. So SoCal Open is going to be a lot of fun, a lot of points to get. Uh, We have 40K narrative, 40K champs. One machine hordes, and we have uh, an Age of Sigmar uh, GT as mm-hmm. well, and that will be a GT level event. So yeah. is Bolt Action coming out? No, we didn't get a TO this mm-hmm. year. So uh, the Soquel Open is going to, within a couple of years, it's going to be massive because mm-hmm. we have lots of space. It's in a cool spot. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a reasonable. It's pretty easy to get in and out. You know, it's like thirty minutes from the airport. Mm-hmm. So it just makes sense too. You know, it's a, it's a cool vacation spot. Yeah. So you could come in the summertime. <clears throat> Uh, in September is one of the nicest uh, months for weather in San Diego. Come hang out at the beach. Your family can go have a beach vacation. You can hang out, play some games, and it's just it just makes sense. I have, I believe this event's going to be gigantic within the next five years. Uh, it's going to be really really cool. Speaking of, and I we told you there's a lot of tournament news uh, for this episode, and I mm-hmm. uh, don't always try to focus on it so much, but there's just a lot to cover. So we have really big and very exciting changes coming for the BAO, the BAO. Obviously, the Bay Area Open, Mm -hmm. uh, the event that started everything for Frontline Gaming, it's got a special place in our hearts. Um, We've been running it at Game Castle the past three years. It's been great. We've been very appreciative of um, that relationship and the ability to hold the the event and keep it going. Because the venue that we were holding it at uh, uh, four years ago now, at the top the, um, uh, top level of the building in downtown San Jose, uh, they increased their prices significantly. It priced it to the point where we couldn't afford to do the event. So we're really thankful uh, that we were able to take the event to GameCastle because otherwise it probably wouldn't be a BAO anymore. And um, we were there because it made sense for them. It made sense for us. It was an affordable venue, brought a lot of business into them. So it was a really great relationship. However, um, the BAO sells out in like two days. Mm-hmm. And then we have over 100 people on the wait list and there's so many more people that would go if they could. We've had a t- every year we have people asking to run Age of Sigmar. Um, there's a big uh, Age of Sigmar community in the Bay Area of California, and we just haven't been able to accommodate everybody because we run out of space. However, we got a very uh, important phone call, and uh, we're really thankful we did. A couple weeks ago, at uh, KublaCon, which is a very long-running, run- very big convention in the Bay, uh, hit us up, and they asked us if we'd be interested in moving the BAO to KublaCon and they're giving us a ton of space. Mm-hmm. So the answer is yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it makes sense to do that. And we're very excited to move the BAO and to kind of hitch our carriage onto that horse because it's a long-term solution. They give us a lot of space and they are not going anywhere. They've been around for 12 years and they're pretty ambitious. They have ideas to grow and, and, and keep expanding yeah. their event, which means that it gives us room to grow and to continue to expand. So very exciting. Uh, the reason we're bringing it up now is because the date is going to change. It'll be in May instead of July. A uh, couple things. The weather is a little bit nicer in the Bay during that period of time. It also means registration is going to open up a lot sooner. Normally we open registration for the BAO in March. Uh, but since the event's going to be in May, that obviously doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kubla Khan's registration opens up the first week of October. So really soon. Yeah, And uh, we got a short run up here. But uh, we're very excited because we're going to be able to accommodate more people. Um, it's just going to—I think it, it's going to be a better fit all around for the for the long term for the event.
0: Yeah, CuppleCon is a great convention. Um, it's huge, and one of the cool things is it's, it's right next to the airport. Yep, right next to SFO. So um, I think we'll see a lot of more people flying in. Uh, it won't become such a local event, but you know, I don't know. It's it, Bay Area Open kind of turned into a thing where it was really just the Bay Area players that would come out because you know it was kind of smaller. It was growing. But then now with going to Kubicon, which is a big um, hotel near the airport. It's, it's
1: multiple hotels yeah. now.
0: Near the airport, I just think we're going to see a lot more uh, attendance coming from outside uh, the California area. I totally
1: can see I mean, the BA always have a significant mm-hmm. number of traveling players, but you're right now that uh, it's going to be so much easier to get to. Uh, you can stay in the hotel mm-hmm. that the event is at. We encourage you to do so, obviously. Yep. Um, and the cool thing is is that the event takes place in multiple um, convention areas mm-hmm. we're getting the majority of the one that we're in so for those of you who are like uh is it going to be you know a pain in the ass to get through the con no don't worry about that we're going to basically have our own space however we encourage you to go check out the rest of the con because mm-hmm. jason said KubaCon is really really cool yeah there's a ton of stuff to see and do and it's it's very family friendly there's
0: a lot of larping there, there is actually so if you want to do vampire larp <sighs> there you go they do it there big time
1: sweet i played werewolf i didn't play vampire vampire was for people who were really into the larping which there's nothing wrong with that mm-hmm. i was always more of like a hack and slash rpg guy i was like eh. i'd rather play werewolf yeah. and then kick the crap out of the vampire. this is like a
0: full-fledged convention yes it like, is. they have you, you can check it out Kubicon has their website i'm assuming yeah.
1: so uh be prepared because tickets will be going up for sale in the first week of october now we're hustling hard right now trying to get a full suite of events but what I can guarantee so uh, right out the gates is we will have a full-fledged 40K championships event. The other cool thing is Khan is four days. So we will be doing a full blast uh, two days. It'll be exactly like the LVO for the BAO. Uh, it'll be a Friday, Saturday event. For the majority of people, we'll have a top eight go on to Sunday to play in a finals event. That means that uh, we'll have enough space and time to have a one true undefeated champion last two years at the uh, BAO, we had two undefeated players, but we went by points, which not a big deal, but it's always more fun to have a final showdown. And, of course, we can accommodate more players. So uh, the BAO was 150 the last two years. We will be able to increase that significantly, but we do anticipate that the tickets are going to go really quickly. So if you want to go, don't wait to get your ticket. It's still probably going to sell out relatively quickly. Mm -hmm. And, of course, we're also going to have an Age of Sigmar Championships event. That will be a Saturday-Sunday. And we're working on also getting – Doubles event, uh, uh, Sunday RTT, the same way we do at the LVO. And we're going to look at doing some narrative events as well. uh, And we're hustling to get that all lined up. But stay tuned and mark your calendar because you'll want to grab those tickets as soon as you can. Uh, So do we need a con badge? Acts of Entropy, no, the ticket will give you everything you need to get in and enjoy the con. Um, As I understand it, we'll we'll double check that, but that is the way... Uh, it's going to work out as I understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, will there be a Sunday RTT pod system like the LVO Hammerhead Games? Ask, yes, there will. We'll also run a doubles event on that Sunday as well. Um, and then we're going to be running a 40K narrative event too. 90, I'd say 90%, 95%. Sure, we're just working on getting that lined up. Uh, Hammerhead Games, yeah, it is big news. Uh, and the, the cool thing is some of the feedback we've been getting about the BAO was like, hey, I couldn't get a ticket. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to do, play AOS. Mm-hmm. Um, you know basically like, hey, it's just a 40k tournament right now. Now it's going to be a, a full a full-fledged you know super event uh, kind of more the way it was uh, back when we had it at the barn.
0: Do they have um, other game systems that are represented there already? Oh yeah, tons. So they already have infinity tournaments and One tons Machine of stuff. Got
1: it. hey Ghost Valley thank you so much for your subscription we super appreciate well, it well they used to have
0: a 40k tournament there remember that back they did in the back in the day and it yeah. was it was not through the convention Mm-mm. it was independently run and they put you in a tent in the back
1: yeah <laughs> uh Dacier celius yeah that's a good idea I don't know why we haven't done that yet but it just it makes sense you can always subscribe to us through twitch as well if, if you would like to support the event we really appreciate that mm-hmm. uh missed you' all at the dice Amber GT says sparky 1477 dude we were bummed. Yeah, super bummed that we couldn't go, but we got a really big um, we got a really big mat order that yeah. came in, and it required all hands on deck to to get it done on time. Yeah. So <laughs> we were pretty sad that we missed it because I was looking forward to it for the past like three months. Um, it is what it is. Work comes first, uh, but it sounds like a great event. And big congratulations to James Carmona. He took uh, my ticket.
0: Yeah. So I'm responsible for that. So actually, I won. Right,
1: You kind of won in Effigy.
0: Okay. My, by osmosis.
1: By osmosis, yeah. yeah I so big, big, big shout out to our friend James. He and won. Jason. And uh, to Jason for support, for Thank being you. a sponsor. Uh, but uh, yeah, James won with a chaos list. Uh, he, James won a really cool Alpha Legion maximum threat overload pressure list with uh, a bunch of cultists. He and I have kind of been comparing notes. He took, uh, I think he took triple blood bomb like I did, either mm. double or triple. Because I had such good success with it. And part of that idea for the way I was doing it with units of 20 was his idea. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to say he copied me at all. We kind of mutually collaborated on that. And um, he's been running, I think he was running cult, one unit of cultists, a big unit of Infiltrating, uh, Noise Marines, double or triple Bloodletter bomb, a smattering of characters, and I believe he also had a Zanger bomb. It's, yeah. gnarly, it's a gnarly list.
0: Threat overload. To the max. Pressure.
1: To the max. Yeah. That's, you
0: how just, J- that's how James is, though. Yeah, it is. He's just a pressure
1: over Max here. pressure. Yeah. So I thought it would be fun to show some pictures of the terrain progress. Obviously, with the amount of space that we're adding to the LVO, it's going to require a Herculean effort to get all the terrain that we need done because we, mm-hmm. it's a lot. And we also got rid of all of our old terrain. Mm-hmm. So it's like an extra big workload. So we need to be really... Diligent. Anybody wants to come and help, please email me at contact at contact@frontlinegaming.org. Uh, you might even be able to put a couple bucks in your pocket. I'll set you up if you want to come and help out. We'd super appreciate it. So check this out. So uh, kind of a kind of a fun progress pictures. As you can see in the first picture, uh, is a bunch of pink foam. Uh, those are four inch tall hills, and it took uh, an entire day just to cut them. It took another day to shape them. Mm-hmm. It took another day to do the first coat, which you can see with the sand. Um, and then we busted out, big thanks to Hunter. He had an airless uh, uh, paint gun, which is what you use for painting a house. And we just busted those babies out pretty quick. Uh, and then I uh, start to go to the colors, which, uh, as you can see, we're trying to match them to each mat that they're going to end up on. And then um, there's going to be some additional work, some dry brushing and putting some flock and stuff on them. But uh, it's a pretty involved process. But when it's all said and done, uh, we will have about 220 hills made and so for those of you out there who are joining events they're one of the most cost effective ways to get really effective terrain on the table they look really good if you do Mm -hmm. them correctly
0: line of sight blocking which is extremely important Mm -hmm. so you just don't get shot off the table immediately
1: and the four inch tall uh hill we find is perfect for hiding i think if i remember correctly even a land raider will be hidden behind it Uh, but things like knights and such won't but yeah, they work great. They're they're relatively affordable. If you use kind of the techniques that we use with the double layer of uh, latex house paint, they're really really durable. The sand gives them texture. They're easy to paint, and they uh, they look good and they last a long time. So check it out. If you want a full to tu- a full tutorial on how to make them, go to the ITC section of the um, blog. Go to the drop down, and there's a tutorial on how to do the hills the way that we do. And, You can do all kinds of fun stuff with them. You don't have to do them exactly the way we do it, but uh, they end up being really, really affordable and they look good. And they're very effective. So in other tournament news, uh, we Mm -hmm. do have a 40 K FAC inbound GW has already talked about it. You all know it's coming. So be prepared. It's going to take effect as soon as it drops. So if you're coming to the SoCal open, be prepared. Uh, This may impact your list. You just uh, want to be ready for it. Right? Roll with the punches. Yep. So I think a lot of people could probably already guess what's going to be in it uh, based on the current condition of the game. However, yeah. we'll just have to wait and see what we get. But uh, be ready. Be prepared.
0: Yeah. Because if you're taking advantage of certain things, Yep. then you probably should be ready for that. <laughs> yeah. Just,
1: just be prepared for what we, uh, what we think is going to be some very sensible mm-hmm. and positive changes to the game, to uh, encourage balance and diversity. So yes. just be ready, boys and girls. It's ITC, exciting. what's that?
0: It's exciting. Uh, it's exciting to see this. I
1: think the changes that are coming are, are entirely and extremely positive. However- Do you think
0: Grey Knight Terminators are gonna improve?
1: I do. Um, Ooh. In time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I want my fifth edition Grey Knights back. No. Damn it.
1: Absolutely not!
0: Come on! Absolutely not. Actually, you know that supposed to now be like would be now so like on tame. par with like, or better than custodes. Um, in terms of the fluff, the gray knights. I don't are. know about that. They're like, uber warriors, psychic warriors. They're
1: supposed to be better than the average space marine, which they are. They're like every they,
0: every space marine's a psyker in this list, and here's a smite that's toned down and awful
1: against they, demons. But they have it. Regular space marines don't.
0: Okay. Yeah, you know, the problem is yeah, I mean, the,
1: the problem is the regular space Marines pretty underwhelming right now. They cost right? too many
0: points. Everything costs too many yeah, points.
1: Yeah, they just they, space marines need, need some just like fundamental changes because mm-hmm. they just don't reflect the backstory right now. Like they are not a superhuman. Well, Primaris marines do. we kind of. They're closer. They're closer to what I would right. imagine them to be, mm-hmm. but your basic Space Marine is really, really underwhelming. Yeah, um, they're still useful. They just they don't reflect the backstory at all. When's right the last now? time you saw tactical Marines? All over I place. still use them on occasion, but I think I am one of the very few people that does. They look so wimpy compared to the
0: Primaris. <laughs> the mini Marines. Just, yeah. Just, it's like when people like we're still putting you know when thirty two millimeter bases came out and people put their Marines on thirty two millimeter bases. And then you saw people that still have them on the 25 and, and you're, like, you're like, oh, those look
1: so small. Like I still have some of my Dark Angels, yeah. my original Terminators that are on 25 mil bases. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, these look so tiny. They so
0: stupid. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, brother. So we have a bunch of uh, events coming up. Actually, 40K for, the, for this weekend and your average, compared to your average weekend in the ITC, this is actually a pretty tame weekend. We only have like, what, mm-hmm. 12, 15 events going on this weekend, but uh, still plenty of opportunities to go out and get your points. Mm-hmm. Uh, Age of Sigmar, we have a lot of events coming up in the rest of the month, including a GT, the Last Rise GT in Castle Rock, there's Colorado. a lot
0: just this weekend. Wow. Yeah,
1: there's a lot of Age of Sigmar events coming up this weekend. Hey, there's some in the UK.
0: Yep. Get UK points.
1: No, the, the ITC has really gained a lot of popularity in the UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just fun to get your points, right? I've had a lot of people emailing in like, just we, like saying, like, I'm having so much fun.
0: We look at our standings we, in the office, too.
1: We do. We have a, we, we tease each other Grace all the top time. top
0: right now. Frankie's for, not doing very well.
1: For the first time in forever. Isn't that, a, isn't that like a...
0: Are you in the, the for top, the
1: first time in forever. Are you within the top 100 or the top 90? I was in the top 100 last time I checked. I think okay. I got bumped down. But I am currently the top dog in the office.
0: Pablo needs some work.
1: Yeah, Pablo <laughs> should listen to his own podcast so he yeah. can get better at 40K.
0: Hey, you know what? <laughs> That's what everyone needs coaches. Frankie's All-Star. been the every, top dog. Every all-star team needs a coach. There you go. Those who can't do teach. Exactly. Uh, I mean, uh, I think my rank is like 10,000. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Frankie has usually been the top guy in the office, but he's stinking right now.
0: He's awful. He, he's, I keep telling him because he keeps moving from list to list to list. Like every week he's, he's writing a new list.
1: Every GT we've gone to, every tournament we've gone to, he's played a different army. Yeah. And I've been pretty much playing my Space Marines or my Ash I'm not it. He's gonna make a comeback at some point. Yeah, you know, he's he's yeah. such a good player. Of course, he will if he puts his mind to it. Mm-hmm. So let's take a look at the current top five for the forty k. Nick Navadi continues to lead the pack. He has a significant lead. Mike Porter from the UK was bumped into second place. However, I talked mm-hmm. to Mike. He's mega pumped. He is gonna to come to the LVO. He was nice. able to clear it. Yeah, he's he's stoked. He's Did we super talk pumped. him into coming? No, he he okay. hit me up. He's like, oh, I'm so excited to come. He's like, is there any way to get a ticket? And I was like. Just so happens we got more space. You're good to go. He's in
0: a a good position then if he's coming uh, to the LGO. He can
1: win the whole damn thing. So very (laughs) exciting. We're we're pumped to see uh, a UK player come over and represent. Mm -hmm. Trent Northington holds his third place spot. Matt Root uh, moves into fourth place. And Archon Skari, a.k.a. Ridvin Martinez, is in fifth place. And he is amped. It was actually a group of people that helped raise money for him to come to the LVO too, Mm -hmm. because he's such an active community organizer. People wanted to to reward him and give back for everything he's done. And he is jacked. He's so juiced to come. He plays pure Dark Eldar, no allies.
0: Nice. So pretty cool, but it's the black uh, black heart.
1: I, I would right. imagine he has a black heart detachment. <laughs> It'd be more why badass if it wasn't. <laughs> why would you not?
0: It, it's because it's, it's more so like bad. it's like taking gray Knights. You're like people are like, why would you why would you take that? It's like it's a lot cooler.
1: Well, you're working on a Talarn Military yeah. mask that I think is going to really surprise people. Yeah, because I still maintain that I think Talarn is is one of the best, if not the best. Uh, uh, regimental doctrines. Like catachans are amazing. That, that strength four mm-hmm. with multiple attacks is just really hard. It's really hard to get around that. They're really, really, really good. But the list you're looking at playing a fully mechanized list with Talarn, I think you're going to really, really surprise people. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm excited to see you actually get that army together if you if you do get around to doing it. Someday. 40K ITC, Obby Track, top five. We have Lou Rollins moves into first place with a significant lead over Matthew Bardnarchuk in second place. Jeff Merrick in third. Nick Gower maintains his fourth place standing, and Eric Dion moves up into fifth place, displacing Antonio Cedeno. Nicely done. of Sigmore, ITC, top five, yes. Joe Cryer continues to lead the pack, followed by James Thomas. Matthew Pashby in third. Matt Jones in fourth. And Josh Harvey in fifth. And for those of you who emailed me, I am going to reach out to BCP. For some reason, it looks like the Nova Open um, rankings haven't hit this end of the rankings yet, uh, but we will get that hammered out. Uh, thank you all for mm-hmm. emailing in and, and making me aware of it. Age of Sigmar, ITC Hobby Track. Philip Verduzco continues to lead the pack, followed by Laljeet Sidhu. Joseph Halifacker moves into third. Uh, Josh Lara moves into fourth. And John Christensen moves into fifth. Quite a bit of movement there. Well done. Shadespire, uh, top five. We have Mike Course. I believe this is a new number one. I apologize if I can't remember off the top of my head. Mike Rundles moves into second place. Brandon Olick in the third. Andrew Everhart stays in fourth, followed by, I assume his brother or cousin, Matt Everhart maintaining fifth. So we have quite a bit of movement in the top three. Mm-hmm. Nicely done. Very cool. Check out these lovely commissions that were recently painted by the FLG Paint Studio, mm-hmm. which is our paint studio, if that's not painfully obvious, but I have, to, I have to say these nights look Really damn good.
0: Yeah, knights have been popular for some
1: reason. I don't know <laughs> why.
0: Well, this is not There's just a uptick. castle in, though. <laughs> this is
1: like a full knight army. This guy got I mean? an
0: entire knight army done. And I, these aren't
1: even all the photos. The baby blue and white, I would have not guessed would look good, but man, it looks really I don't, good. You know what I think sets it off? It's yeah. the, the decals really, well, really this, finish this off.
0: This project, this is um, a tabletop plus, but honestly it's it's creeping towards masterclass. Uh, usually guys, you will get more than what you pay for in terms of quality with our artists. Um, This one took a lot of work in terms of the the, the detail. This this client was very particular about where the decals were gonna go, which decals to use. He was very into the lore. Yeah. And so um, luckily, you know, he was paired with an artist that is also very detail oriented. um, And it came out really well. It came out really, really nicely.
1: The the, the decals make the -hmm. commission. Like the paint job is excellent. But the decals just really, really yeah. set it off. I, I, I'm, it makes me. I, I'm like, I've got my knights sitting there and, and the decals, and I've been, I've been saying I'm gonna put them on for like. A I was really off.
0: surprised because this client was was very detail oriented. Normally that can be sometimes an issue, but it just worked with this artist, and he did everything that the client requested. And this is a very like, I don't know all that much about knights in terms of lore, but everything on these knights is is correct in terms of all the stripes, the quartering, everything done to denote you know, the ranks is done correctly on these.
1: And we always will give you what you ask for, but sometimes when people are hyper detail-oriented, it yeah. can be difficult to get what's in their head for what they want right. onto the, their commission, obviously, because no one's a mind reader. Mm-hmm. However, um, in this instance, yeah, it just, it's a home run.
0: Yeah, so very happy with this project. Yeah. Uh, there, oh, there's my boy. There's the castling. There's one. the castle <laughs> ah, you, yeah, you yeah. Yeah, 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 to do it. Take that. I played against Frankie's Space Wolf List, uh, and the castlin killed almost everything in it.
1: Yeah. It's a little...
0: It was great. pretty good. It was great.
1: Uh, then check this out. We have a, a Age of Sigmar uh, Shadespire Underworlds commission. This uh-huh. is Bright Hearts Buddies, Steel Hearts Friends. Steel Hearts Champions. That's
0: it. Yeah, so this is a Tabletop Plus commission. Uh, alternate scheme paint than what you normally see from uh, the Games Workshop images. Uh, the client had his own uh, theme that he wanted. which uh, This is one of their, their uh, chambers, the colors. Um, but yeah, very cool. Very cool looking. Um, you know, look at the detail in the basing. Yeah, really it's vibrant. Gorgeous. The purple really works with that. Uh, the the kind of burnished, burnt kind of uh, uh, silver, which is just a really uh, dark uh, silver. And yeah, looks fantastic. We do a lot of Shadespire Warbands now.
1: Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a really popular game.
0: Yeah, and it's it's a it's a cheap way to get a good looking Shadespire Warband on the table.
1: Indeed. Let's uh, jump over and answer some boop, boop, boop. questions.
0: Look at that mustache. Oof. Oof. I got Get caught on. on the camera just looking at my mustache.
1: Look at this thing. This Steel. is like
0: a firefighter mustache now.
1: La Jolla Grad, is that you, Cooper?
0: <laughs> Steel hard champions. Steel hard champion.
1: That was what my friends and I called ourselves in college. Still hard. Uh, K- I'm just happy to be in the top eighty in the UK after wow. three events. Nicely done. That's pretty good, Nicely actually. done. How many UK players do we have? Do we keep track of that? Yeah. Oh yeah. We we have regional rankings. A lot of people miss this. But we track rankings by. Uh, there's five regions in the United States, Canada, uh, Australia, and New Zealand. Although the Kiwis want their own ranking system, uh, which I get, I understand why. And then we have uh, Europe's broken up. We have the UK, Northern Europe, Central Europe, and I'm sure that will continue to get more specific as we go. But yeah. you can track yourself in. Um, you can track yourself in your region, uh, and just to make it clear, some people didn't understand the way it works. You get the points for the region you play in, not for the region you live in. So you could be the champ in multiple regions if you put the work in. Um, but K 123, well done. Uh, but, but Seer Panda Pants says Nova is already in for, for AOS. Yeah, see, so yeah, I guess the issue was is what it, it's showing up on Best Coast Pairings website, but not on Frontline Gaming for some weird reason. But we'll get that uh, worked out. La Jolla Grad, Coop Dog.
0: So that's actually uh, Cooper. That would be a really good team name. <laughs> What about Okay, so is it better steel hard champions or hard steel champions? Ooh. Or the champions of hard steel? Ooh, How about that's the, a toss-up.
1: The steel hard companions? I don't know. I like them all.
0: The hard champions.
1: The hardest boys. There we go. Hard boys is a great name for a team as well. That used to be the funniest. The hardest boys.
0: The funniest joke that that's just never a, got old.
1: That's a cultural joke that didn't go from the UK to... The
0: Brits didn't get it. We'd be like, oh, this guy's a hard boy. And you're like, oh. ha, ha. ha. Who's the hardest boy of them all? Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's all find out. The hardest boy right here. This, guy, uh, this guy's This guy been in a white dwarf.
1: Uh, Sparky1477, also paint. Yeah, I, I did win uh, one of the hard boys. Uh, events they used to put people ago. like in the white dwarf. Magazine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sparky1477, also paint a mood, right? Brooding. Oh, yes. When people ask Brood. us to paint uh, a mood, that's always a challenge. Yeah. Uh Cooper, good to have you back. Coop just had... Mini Uh, Cooper, uh, he and his wife have a new uh, first baby in the family, which is really awesome. Congratulations. For some reason,
0: he took time off for gaming. Yeah, it's good to have him back.
1: Good to have you back, buddy. I heard you did. He got like sixth place at the Hammer of Wrath. You know, he really
0: spoils that (laughs) wife taking time off gaming.
1: Yeah, lucky guy. Uh, No, but that's uh, the Mini Cooper. We're all excited to meet him uh, uh, at some point.
0: That would actually be pretty cool. State level rankings.
1: We, we have regional rankings. We don't have state level yet. I mean, some of the states would be, you know, like North Dakota and stuff. It's, it's a little challenging. So we did do regional rankings based off of uh, kind of college sports. So that's as detailed as we get. We are looking at doing state champions in the future mm-hmm. where you could be the best player from, you know, North Carolina or Florida
0: or whatever the case may be. That would be fun. And then like at like the LBO or the BAO or SoCal Open, we would have a championship where you came to represent. But you a had to dress in your state. Official uh, clothing.
1: What is that?
0: They do have that. Every what? state has official everything.
1: They don't have official clothing. Yeah. What's California? Board shorts and flip-flops? Sombrero. <laughs> is, Mustache. Is that the original California? Sombrero, Pre, um, Pre-America? Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, Okay, so what would... Well, Texas is obvious. Cowboy what, hat. What would Florida be?
0: Uh, Tank
1: top. A tank top? White beater. A white beater? A mullet.
0: Yes. Uh, an A alligator, alligator costume. Nobody dresses sure. up like
1: an alligator in Okay, Florida. fine.
0: Uh, tank top with an alligator on it. <laughs> there you go. I can take uh, that. Cigarette burn. Uh, mullet.
1: You know, <laughs> all of Florida, our Florida uh, listeners are like,
0: hey. <laughs> Florida is the only state where every time that I've landed, I used to go to Florida all the time for work, and every airport you fly into, people would clap. When you then the plane landed, I'd never experienced that anywhere else. I've I've had that happen. That's before. weird. That's a weird thing.
1: Whenever you hit turbulence and it's kind yeah. of a bumpy landing, people usually clap. But uh, cab Yeah, I'm sure in time camo, the ITC camo. Oh, okay. Camo.
0: Uh, camo pants. Camo. Uh, what are they called? <laughs> Coast valleys. <laughs> Meth. Oh. What are they called? Uh, the pants with the pockets on the side, the big cargo pants. There
1: you go. Camo Just
0: cargo camo, pants. Camo
1: pants. that yeah. word. Uh. Access of entropy. yeah I mean we I'm sure if the ITC continues to grow the way that it has been that a state level rankings would make sense but for the time being it's a little too it's a little too specific but um, we've been growing at such a rapid pace that it could totally that could totally happen uh, Lubang says we need a big event in Florida you guys you had a couple and they kind of imploded, um, but there's some really good gaming groups in Florida and the Gulf Coast yeah. in general. There's a lot of big game stores there too. There is. And Florida's a huge state. There's a lot of people there. So um, I'm sure that an event will rise up. I mean, you've, you've got some really, really good Gulf Coast game groups. And if you guys you know, combine forces, it'd be pretty easy to, uh, to get that rolling. So I, I would love to see yeah. that too. And I know there's whispers of an event coming up in New Orleans, which... Fingers crossed, because I love that city. Um, Dacier Celia says, can we get a Nova type invitational for the West Coast? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, an event like the BAO would be a great place to do that. Um, We have the time and the space. It just, it can be a challenge. Uh, Invitational events, they can be challenging to make work. Um, You know, at Nova, they have so many other things going on that, you know, you can do that, but they don't. Invitational events are really cost ineffective to do. Um, and we've, we've talked about doing an ITC top 32 invitational event forever, mm-hmm. but really mm-hmm. to make it work, there needs to be sponsorship in my opinion, like uh, you're not gonna make any, you're gonna lose money 100% guaranteed if you just have an invitational event, right? Like of that nature, because mm-hmm. 32 people is not generating enough ticket revenue to cover any kind of a, a venue. If you did it in a store, it, it's cool. But like to do a true blue, like badass invitational event, y- you would have to somehow find a way to cover costs, like, you know, pay-per-view or whatever. I don't know. Right. Something like Twitch uh, subscriptions or also something. travel costs.
0: Exactly. Because it's hard to invite somebody to come to an event. So like, oh, by the way, plane tickets are $600 and hotel rooms are
1: $300 a night. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's like- so come on down. If you, if you ever got to a point where like, you know, we had pro 40K, right? like quote unquote, whatever shape that were to take. And there was some money to throw around and then you could help get people to come because a lot of people would just not be able to go, right, to an invitational. Like they just wouldn't afford it. But it would be freaking badass if we could help cover the cost, get people to come, make a big deal about it. I'm sure a ton of people would tune in to watch, Mm -hmm. do a really bang up job to, to make that happen. I think that would be so exciting and so good for the hobby. The idea I've always had on it, um, and I don't know if this would would work necessarily, but the way I think it would be the most exciting way to do it, would um, my second choice would be like, just go top 32 ITC, right?
0: Could we do the Invitational here and the people can sleep in tents in the warehouse? In
1: Frontline Gaming, yeah. We can just play like three mm-hmm. games at a time.
0: Just move all the equipment
1: out. Um, but the way I would like to do it, like my kind of like pet vision for the way that would this would play out is you would take only one player from each faction. So you would take the top Orc player, the top Adeptus Astartes player, the top Chaos Space Marine player, the top uh, Eldari player, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Grey Knight player. The top Grey Knight player. And it would be one player per faction. And uh, that way, everybody who, who is a fan of that faction could would get really invested into it and they'd be super excited to, to root for their faction. And it would be really cool to see how it, how it would shake down Further, you would see a lot of the best players diversifying what they play, because if, there, if it was an exciting enough event, a big enough of a deal to get the, the birth into the Invitational, you'd see a lot more of the best players playing different armies because they would want their chance to get in. not mm-hmm. everybody would be playing Eldar, not everybody would be playing, mm-hmm. you know, Imperial Soup, whatever flavor is the most popular at the time, right. because only one of them gets that, that birth to the Invitational. Yeah. So I, I've always, for a long time, I thought that would be like the most exciting way to do it. It'd be like blood sport, you know? Well, you
0: can have like standings based off of a faction.
1: We, we'd already do cool. it in the ITC, yeah. right? Like you could just literally go number one.
0: No, but like I'm I mean, um like a, a tournament, um, you know, how you have the, the um, pairings and everything is just done through faction. So it'd be like, it'd be, yeah, you'd have the best players from each faction, but it would really be factions against factions. It'd be like, okay, Eldar playing Astronaut and, you know, that'd be kind of cool brackets and all that stuff.
1: It'd be a blast. You know what I'm actually thinking about? Like that might be doable for LVO 2020. 2019, that's too close. I don't think we could do it. But for LVO 2020, we might actually be able to make that come together because we've got extra space. I could see if that's a possibility because we'd have to run it on Thursday. Mm -hmm. Uh, The the whole wheels are turning here, Mr. Butler. All right. Let's do it. Let's see if we can make that a possible. And I guess
0: it would just be whoever can make it out of the factions, right? So you'd ask the best person if they couldn't make it the next best person.
1: Yeah, you'd have to just right. go down the, the list. So, but I just think that'd be so cool, right? Because yeah. it's like everyone would get pumped. Like, first of all, every faction in the game is represented. Second of all, all the people that play that faction are gonna be rooting for you, right? Like mm-hmm. I ju- I think it would just be a lot of fun uh, to do that. We'll see if we can make it. Oh my goodness. I am mean, in control, thank you for the thank you for the sub.
0: James Robertson, guys. It's the uh, StarCraft. Two best player in the world.
1: Yes, uh, Zoom GG says, that sounds cool. If you made a website and stuff to see who's tracking it. Yeah, exactly. You'd have to go all in to, to make it uh, to make it cool. Thank you, uh, Jeff, for your continued sub. We really appreciate it. Uh, we're actually starting a giant narrative campaign says NW Robinson with uh, matches, match play rules that are LGS. Everyone only gets one faction. That, that sounds like a lot of fun. Winter Talon says there is a tournament like that. It's called the Ambassadoral mm-hmm. Tournament in Washington. That sounds really cool. And K-123 says, sounds interesting how you enforce the faction, though, especially in suit medicines. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of details to work out right now. It's just really just talking about the idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just think it's an inherently compelling and exciting idea, right? Like, I think a lot of people would really get, get behind that and get excited about that. Uh, so you know, anything's possible. Yeah. Right? Like, anything is possible – uh, we're always looking for more ways to make the game more exciting, to get more people to pay attention, mm-hmm. um, and just have fun. That's definitely what we're about. Wolf Priest Carl says it's the greatest idea ever. Okay. I bet you'd be rooting for the Space Wolf player if I was mm-hmm. guy, if I was a betting man. Okay. So anyway, uh, thank you all so much for joining us for episode 609. We hope you enjoyed it. Talked a lot about all kinds of tournament stuff, but as a quick reminder before we sign off, check out the new FLG Matt Jungle. Consider looking at the new Beast of Chaos Age of Sigmar Battletome. And, of course, grab your tickets. LVO, 40K Champs, Age of Sigmar Champs are just about sold out completely. Record-breaking attendance for both events. Biggest event of all time Mm -hmm. globally for the 40K Champs, once again breaking that record. And, of course, SoCal Open is on the horizon. We hope to see you all there. Please grab a ticket if you want to go and be prepared for the BAO. Registration is opening up first week of October. We'll be at KublaiCon, very exciting. Uh, We can accommodate a lot more people and we'll have Age of Sigmar events as well as 40K events. Thank you all for joining us and we will see you next week.